Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records. State of Minnesota, County of Hennepin, District Court, 4th Judicial District, State of Minnesota Plaintiff versus Derek Michael Chauvin, Defendant. Verdict, Count 1. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 1, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 2, Third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. Well, how about that, Dustin Ross? Guilty, guilty, guilty. guilty. Yeah. Motherfucking guilty. And forgive my, my colorful language, but damn it. I'm so, I'm just so full of mm. emotion and I, I'm just I'm over I'm a little bit overwhelmed so I'm really glad that we're getting this fresh okay yeah I I am as well D I you know how I feel about it um this was the verdict that I wanted it was not at all the verdict that I I took for granted you know um, exactly here's the reality and this is not just you know some shit to say to say I know enough to know you can't put shit past an American jury yeah. you just can't yeah. Even one with black people on it. Okay. You can't. So therefore, um, to see that this jury and really quite a, a fast amount of time, Dustin, mm-hmm. I mean, they did not deliberate for a full day. No, uh, it wasn't know. really anything for them to mull over. I think, um, thankfully they were pretty clear. It seems I, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't even know, Ebony, if we'll be able to, to, you know, get a firsthand account from some of these jurors or not. I know sometimes they've blurred them out in interviews in the past and you've been able to hear what they had to say. So hopefully we do get a firsthand take, but it seems to me that they all went in that room, sat down, exhaled, looked at each other and said, okay. And then pushed the paper on across the thing, Ebony. Yeah, I I, I agree. <laughs> you know what? You're using your visual cue. <laughs> That's what it seemed like they um, did. I, I, I do think that at some point they went in their room, Dustin, and said, we, we know what we need to do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we know that the evidence was um, primarily a lot of just witnesses. You know, like right. you said, uh, you know, 40 plus witnesses from the prosecution, a handful yeah. of witnesses from the defense. Clearly, whatever the defense was selling, this jury, this particular jury wasn't buying. That's right. That's how you have guilty on second degree murder, second uh, guilty on third degree murder, rather, yes. and guilty on that second degree manslaughter. So every single uh, charge was found guilty. And listen, I'm glad to see it. You know why? Love to see that. Because, yes. um, yeah, because had they found him not guilty on second degree murder, but guilty on third degree murder, we knew that there was a possibility of that being overturned on appeal. Mm-hmm. And that was not a chance I wanted to see us go down. Mm-hmm. So to see that we've got uh, convictions across the board, you know, it's a, it's a feeling of relief. But beyond the legality, Dustin Ross, why do you feel emotionally right now as a black man in America? I'll tell you how I feel, Ebony. It's very reminiscent to um, mm-hmm. and similar to the feeling that I had in the conversation that you and I had 
post the election results once Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were elected um, mm -hmm. as president and vice president. This is a semblance, although bleak and 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 mm -hmm. very very thin and and hard to to discern. It is a semblance of hope for humanity. Real shit. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. means that there are some people who knew what this represented to the world, what this verdict mm -hmm. represented to, to the world, who knew that there were teenagers watching this, preteens watching this, young, impressionable minds. Yes. And this sends a message to those people that goodness is central to the human experience and goodness, goodness is something that should be preserved um, and protected. So I'm so grateful that good news was a part, you know, a part of our day and, and something that we can be happy about. It's it's hopeful that there's still some good in the world after all of the terrible, terrible things mm. that we mm -hmm. have been exposed to. So that's how I feel. That's how my black ass feel, Ebony. That's how your black ass feel. And that's important. You know, how your black ass feel yeah. is important. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you how my black ass feels, Dustin. Listen, mm -hmm. I, I, I would be remiss to say it's not uh, a win, flat out. It's a win by virtue of it would have been a remarkable loss had yeah. it gone another way. Yes. Now that said, that said, I want to echo the, the the sentiment that we heard after the verdict reading of the state of many, uh, excuse me, the state of Minnesota's attorney general, Keith Ellison. Yes. Also yes. a black man, right? And Keith Ellison said this, D, he said, this is wonderful. Uh, it's a good verdict. It's not justice. It's accountability. Ju yeah. It's accountability. Yeah, you was paying attention. Yep, I yep, like that. Yeah, yep. he said, because justice is to imply full restoration. And we know that unless we're going to resurrect George Floyd from the dead and give him back to his daughter and family. We can't do justice. Yeah. Right. But what we do have, and this is the really the best we could hope for here, is a measure. And I have to say a measure because of what I'm about to follow with. But a very important, Dustin, measure mm -hmm. of accountability. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to seeing more measures of this kind of accountability. Now, yes. I, let me tell you what I'm glad I saw today. I'm glad I saw uh, three guilty convictions. Yes. I'm glad I saw the reprimanding of uh, Derek Chauvin to custody. Yes. I'm glad to see his bond uh, with, withdrawn, yes. rejected. Yes. Um, and he he was removed from the courtroom in handcuffs to be retained to the sheriff county's custody. Yeah. I was happy to see it because now you're not a defendant anymore. Chauvin, you're a convicted murderer. Motherfucker. That happened. That's right. That literally happened in, in a 24 hour period. You went from a defendant to a convicted murderer. You don't get no bail. Yep. You don't get no bond. You don't get to be out on the presumption of innocence. You're fucking guilty. Take his ass into custody. I was yep. happy to see it. I was happy to see his facial expression too and his countenance. His heart sunk when he heard that verdict. And he really his 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 whiteness, his white mm -hmm. privilege, all of those things, his ego couldn't his protect pride. him anymore. No, yeah. and he really thought that he was gonna get off, Ebony. You could see the shock on him, his face. You could see yeah. it. Yeah. No, he was he was dumbfound. Um, but what I'm really waiting on is in eight weeks. To mm -hmm. me, that's going to really tell the tale of just how much accountability mm -hmm. we actually got with this verdict. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I'm not going to be negative, but I do want us to put a pin and wait until we see how many years he gets. is this murderer sentenced mm -hmm. to. Because mm -hmm. I'll go back, Dustin, to when we got a conviction of the white officer that killed the good brother, Botham Jean. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And that white woman only got 10 years and it's expected that she will do less than that. 
Yeah. Now that doesn't even feel like accountability. It despite the guilty conviction. So let's just wait. And, and the judge told us today when we got those convictions in eight weeks, this man will be sentenced around a second degree, third degree and second degree manslaughter charge. Yeah. I expect to see a high level. If he gets less than 20 years, it's some bullshit. Yep. Yep. And I'm bracing myself for that because the other shoe is, is, is inevitably going to drop in this case, as far as our disappointment or us mm -hmm. being less than satisfied with a, a, a result. Um, and so right. I'm expecting that, you know what I mean? And, and we will right. cross that bridge when it comes to it. But we today, I but just, today. it felt good to see things go the right way in some way, shape or form. And for once, after I agree. so frequently and consistently being let down. You know what I mean? It just, it felt good today. It did. And, and, and not for nothing, we just have to sit in that, um, that redemption. Yes. Just for the night, just for the just night, for tonight, just for listen, the night. Listen, our foot's ba are back at the gas. We are back in the streets. We yeah. are back talking about the visibility of the need of black life mattering and black liberation. Mm -hmm. But for tonight, as you, as you say, Dustin, it is a good thing to see that not all decency is lost. There you go. And this particular jury, after being given an option, because if they wanted to dodge and weave, they could have. Very well know? could have, yes. Very well could have. Could have, could have easily said uh, there was a, a litany of other things that the defense argued killed George Floyd other than Derek Chauvin's motherfucking knee. Yep. And they could have chosen to go with that if they wanted to. Dustin, they didn't. And I'm glad they didn't. And that tells me, like you said, there's a there's just a measure, a glimmer of accountability. Yeah. Just a, and sometimes, you know, you know what God says. You know, not to get biblical, but to get biblical. Go. It don't take nothing. It don't take nothing but the faith, the size of the seed of a mustard seed. Mustard seed. Do you hear me? And you that's know how small. How small? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tiny motherfucking tiny. A mustard seed is. Yes, so maybe, Lord. maybe here we have just a mustard seed's worth of accountability. Yeah. And from that we can build. That's right. And from that we can build. And from that we can grow. And and when it gets so consistent, Dustin, that every time you snuff the life out of a black individual in this land, you will get convicted. Maybe that's when we will start to see a difference. That's maybe. it. That's it. Okay, Jira, so now we're going to go ahead and get into our docket. It will be pithy today because we're going to get into a lot of analysis that was recorded just hours, mere hours before we were handed the actual verdict yep. in the murder trials of Derek Chauvin. But well, we still think it's worth your time, y'all, and worth your energy to take a listen to what Dustin and I lay out here in this precursory analysis. Because it will inform, I promise y'all, it will inform how we need to approach the next time one of our brothers and sisters uh, get taken from us by the hands of law enforcement. All right, y'all, today we're going to actually do a super quick docket because I got to tell you, Dustin, I want to get straight to the shits today. Yeah. We are in an active verdict watch as it yes. relates to the trial of Derek Chauvin. And, you know, jurors, it's been noticeable that Dustin and I have been quiet uh, about this case and it's been for a reason. Um, I, I don't. We don't do hyperbole on this show. No, we don't. We don't do speculation. Nope. I really wanted to give both the defense and the prosecution a full run of their testimony mm -hmm. and closing arguments. And now on today's show, 
Dustin, we're going to really give what we what we received mm-hmm. from everything we've watched over the past three weeks of this trial, what we uh, anticipate uh, and, and our personal kind of takeaways from both the trial and what remains. Yeah. You know, because we're at a really important crossroads here, D, and I really want to honor that with today's episode. Um, so for that reason, we're going to spend most of today's, today's episode talking about the nitty gritty of the Derek Chauvin trial and what's to come. Uh, but we do have a quick docket. So let's go ahead and get started with that. Child, R. Kelly's ass. Now, <clears throat> I'm very clear on my feelings on R. Kelly, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about it. Okay. I, I'm, I don't fuck with R. Kelly. Okay. I'm not here for him. I don't give a damn about the chocolate factory. I don't give a damn about trapped in the closet. <laughs> um, I just don't. No, I have to say this because I have a um, a dear sorority sister and good friend of mine. Okay. This is a grown-ass, educated, beautiful black queen. Mm-hmm. And not six months ago, I check in every six months just to see if the shit's changed. Okay. <laughs> I said, sis, let me ask you something. If, Ro- if uh, Robert Kelly came to Madison Square Garden tomorrow to perform, are you going? Mm-hmm. Uh, bitch, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> That's a shit. Front shot. row. I said, ma'am. Yep. I said, now, are you going because you don't believe the allegation? Oh, no. He did the shit. I just don't give a fuck. Wow. I'm going to see. Wow. Uh, the king of R&B. She said she going to step, huh? She going to step in the name of love till the day she die. Mm-hmm. That's what she told me, Dustin. Wow, okay. But listen, she's not the only one that feels that way, and to each their own. I do respect yes. choice, but it's, he's not the choice for me. Yeah. That said, we do have a legal update for Robert Kelly. Uh, he's got multiple trials going on at the same time, multiple cases, I should say, wide open. Uh, he's actually going to be moved, D, from Chicago uh, to right here where we are in New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to happen in the next uh, few uh, months. Really, he's facing these uh, Chicago charges currently this um, August, August 9th. uh, There's going to be the commencing of his New York federal trial. Okay, so what he's dealing with in New York is going to be federal D. U.S. District Court. Uh, Ann Dolany is going to be the judge. She has actually ordered that he be transferred. See, this happens when you've got multiple jurisdictions handling cases at the same time. This is messy. We're going to get into the legal weeds of it as August approaches because we want to just really honor what's going on with R. Kelly in the right timing. But just know it's not great when you've got State charges and federal charges all going on concurrently, concurrently, but in different physical locations uh, because it makes it hard to do. Like, let's say uh, uh, and I've had this, Dustin, I've had clients that had about three, four sets of cases, but they're all in Durham. Mm-hmm. Or they're all, at least in the state of North Carolina, let's mm-hmm. say. Maybe you got some cases in High Point, some cases in Greensboro, some cases in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. What I can then do is potentially talk to all of those prosecutors in all of those different jurisdictions and say, hey, can we talk about potentially a consolidated plea mm-hmm. where we say, OK, let's plead guilty to some of these things based on the evidence. Mm-hmm. If the evidence is looking sus, then that's maybe in the client's best interest. Um and get a lot of that time potentially knocked off, get a good outcome, best outcome possible for my client. That's very, very difficult when you're talking about out-of-state jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking state versus federal. So that's what's going on with Robert Kelly this right now. Oh, it's a it's a mess mess, Dustin. People don't even really understand the mess, um, but they're going too soon. So just keep in mind, y'all, come August 9th, 
R. Kelly is going to be arriving in New York State. He's going to be facing these federal New York uh, charges. Uh, specifically, he's going to be uh, uh, on the other side of the bridge. He's going to be in Brooklyn's Metropolitan Detention Center. Okay. Uh, <laughs> many a celebrity folks have been there. Yes, uh, they have. You can look that up and run them down. And listen, the reason he's being charged federally, D, is because the crime is pretty extensive. It is. It is suggestive of of criminal enterprise Mm. and i don't want to overstate that so when you start talking about mafia and organized crime low-key that's really what the federal charges are implicating here for robert kelly that it was robert kelly his managers various bodyguards other employees that were all working under his command yeah right and that's why it's it's a federal enterprise kind of charge all being done in the advancement of recruiting and and abusing both women and underage girls uh, for sexual purposes, intense charges. Very intense charges. I the fact that they use the word enterprise, as you were just saying, what it suggests that this was a whole like organized effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just makes it, it creepier on a, a deeper level. Well, and even. that gets us to the next part yeah. of this, right? Which um, is the fact that already. Uh, Several of R. Kelly's associates have already started entering guilty pleas. And again, y'all know how the feds work by now. If you've been listening to holding court, you know, the feds don't come for you unless they can prove their case against you. Mm -hmm. That's why they have about a 98 percent effective conviction rate. Okay, normally by the time they come for you, Dustin, with an indictment, they have already lined up up so many witnesses Mm -hmm. that have already told on your ass. Okay, Um, in relations to their own charges, either for immunity or some kind of reduction of their charges. And that is why they are coming for you at this point. Uh, In this case, this recent one, this was just this week. Uh, a man by the name of Michael Williams. I don't know this brother. Yeah. So he not he not my cousin. He's yeah. not related to <laughs> right. me. Let's I want to be very clear. Crystal clear. Very clear. I don't want no fucking confusion. <laughs> I don't know Michael Williams. But Michael Williams is a relative of R. Kelly's former publicist. Now can we pause? Let's can yes. we just put a pin right there? Yes, sir. Because when we got to this point of, of our docket this week, for me, the red flag of them all came up. This is the ghettoest shit I didn't ever heard of in my life. Michael Williams, okay? I don't know him. A relative yes. of R. Kelly's former publicist. So you got cousins and relatives of. No wonder the of shit your ain't. Staff, this of is the ghettoest bullshit right. I have ever seen in my life, Ebony. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's true. And then what Michael Williams has now pleaded guilty to doing goes back to this organized crime narrative. The fuck? Michael Williams has pleaded guilty to setting fire to the car, the SUV vehicle of one of R. Kelly's accusers. And now, that ain't some good fellas. Right. Waiting to exhale. Who, who, well, is he, who do you think he is? Bernadine? Listen, that, that's between Bernadine and... He probably uh, put that lighter in the air just Henry. like she did, too, when she walked off. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that is really some gangster shit. Literally. Wow. wow. Um, so Michael has already admitted to doing this in federal U.S. District Court. The same judge that's overseeing Robert Kelly's trial, Judge Ann Donnelly. I done told y'all about Judge Mm -hmm, Donnelly. mm -hmm. She took that plea from Michael Williams. So y'all just paint the scene. R. Kelly's cronies, they're folding in rapid succession. Okay. Now, get this, y'all. Michael Williams uh, will only be sentenced on October 5th. Now, he's he's pleaded guilty in April. He's not going to be sentenced till October 5th, and he faces up to 71 months in prison. Dustin, 
pop quiz. Do you want to take a guess as to why there's this enormous delay in this man's sentencing? He's not going to be sentenced till October. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. After what? He testifies mm-hmm. against Robert right. Kelly, who's in going in August. See? Exactly. Fans don't play. And they cover their ass. They're not going to let him get that, quote, reduced sentence, which he's bargained for. By until he does t- the work. Until yeah. finish the job. The feds <sighs> say finish the work. <laughs> and this is why I, I hate to play this angle, right? But mm-hmm. this is why you just don't have anybody doing any damn thing. <laughs> for him to get caught burning this damn truck on fire in the driveway, mm-hmm. that means that it was a sloppy job. Yes, this is. ain't somebody that normally does this type of work, okay? Right. You get what you pay for. I was going to say, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Not that you should be paying for anything. Well, no, we don't condone that <laughs> no. you're holding court. However. Right. Okay. When it comes to the goods and services correct, correct. of it all. You know, we do believe in excellence. Uh, <laughs> like you had one job. Listen, and then it's this is this is a pattern with this, this whatever Sloppiness. shitty, yeah. sloppy ass, cheap ass organization yeah. Robert Kelly has allegedly put together here. Because in February of this year, just a few months ago, another one of Robert Kelly's cronies, uh, Richard Arline Jr., mm-hmm. he also mm-hmm. pleaded guilty to trying to bribe one of uh, R. Kelly's accusers, a different accuser, into her silence with half a million dollars. Mm, mm, uh, mm. And smartly, the woman recorded the conversation. Another idiot. Mm-hmm. Another sloppy ass. Mm-hmm. Probably only threw him a couple of dollars. Yep. And this is what you get. So yep. now that's at least two that we know of, Dustin. Yep. Two of these alleged uh, criminal enterprise participants with Robert, with Robert Kelly, yeah. two of them have now pl- already turned state's evidence. Yep. Federal evidence, actually, pleaded guilty to trying to either silence and or intimidate yep. the accusers. That's a damn shame. Terrible. That's scary. And let's not forget, Dustin, really awful fucked up charges um, for R. Kelly and this group of uh, co-conspirators. Child pornography, obstruction of justice, sex abuse, uh, charges of the most hideous crime. The so, worst, yeah. Listen, don't worry. Yikes. I don't give a damn. Y'all like R. Kelly. Y'all going to be mad at me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, because we're going to cover all things dealing with the trials and tribulations of Robert Kelly as they emerge starting in August. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills here at Holden Court. But keep it right here because when we get back, we've got much more of our docket. Stay with us. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Holden Court. Uh, now, this is... You know, I hesitate, Dustin, to call it good news, but right. we'll call it better news. <laughs> right, okay. Be- better use than the usual bullshit. Tepid news. Tepid you know news. I mean? <laughs> Just tepid, lukewarm news. You know what? If you had an old-ass <laughs> black grandma, I don't know what you are, and I love it. Every day, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, so this is a sister. Yes. Um, you've probably all heard of her name by now. Carriol Horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a law enforcement officer with the Buffalo Police many years. She had, uh, I think they say, about a 20-year career yeah. with the Buffalo Police Department uh, until she was fired. Let go. Why? Well, because this woman uh, had just enough act right in her mm-hmm. to see a fellow officer, white man by the name of Gregory Kiwakowski. Mm-hmm. OK, he was using a chokehold. You know, they like to do that shit where they obstruct our fucking airway. Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. This officer was using a chokehold on a handcuffed citizen. So this man is already no longer a threat. He's in cuffs. And this white officer, Gregory Kowakowski, OK, mm-hmm. was using a chokehold still. And the man uh, was saying, I can't breathe. 
uh, the good sister Carrie O'Horn heard this. She intervened. She actually, I believe, uh, removed the fellow officer from this man's uh, airway and said, you're killing him. Because I read, uh, I was also listening to an interview um, she gave to CBS's Eureka Duncan, which is fantastic. You should Google that, y'all, if you're watching uh, and listening, rather. Um, And uh, Sister Horn said she could hear the man say, I can't breathe, I'm dying. She recognized it, Dustin, and did the human thing, Mm -hmm. the natural Mm -hmm. thing. Intervene and say, you're killing him, get off of him. Yes. That's all she did. Well, what happened to her for doing that? She was fired. She was sued by this white officer. Uh, for defamation. And he won. He won. $65,000. Ain't that some bullshit? But then look at how people always tell on themselves. And what's the saying? It all comes out in the wash. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because Kiewikowski's ass, even though he won his little defamation suit, how did his career end? Oh, that's right. He was actually, he, res- quote, resigned. Okay. This was back in, I think, 2011. Mm-hmm. After there was an f- investigation. Um, and and he was ultimately indicted and convicted, Dustin, of uh, charges around the arrest of four black teenagers. Mm. And it was all around the same kind of shit, that un, un, unjustified, harmful use of force. This time in the case of the four black teenagers, he was ultimately sentenced and con- convicted and sentenced, rather. He actually served four months in prison. Wow. Now, what does that say? It says that this woman, uh, Cariel. Officer Cariel, mm-hmm. she saw what time it was with this motherfucker way back when, yes, back she in did. 2006. Yep. And then he was still on the force. Yep. Empowered, emboldened. Yep. How no, who knows, Dustin, how many teens, adults, men, women, non binaries this motherfucker affected, yeah. harmed, yep. possibly could have damn near killed yep. in those years. Yep. Because from 2006, when it, we, we, we knew there was a problem because this black female officer acknowledged it, called it out, was ceremoniously let go of the mm-hmm. department and stripped of her pension because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big thing with officers. We all know this. You know, the pay is not always the very, very best, but the benefits are great. Mm-hmm. They have this pension. It's really, you know, quite soft and lifetime financial support. She was months away from being able to secure her pension, Dustin, when she was terminated. That's a damn shame. So what's happened just this past week is, you know... A writing of a wrong mm-hmm. that took place long ago. Basically, what happened to kind of write this tragic wrong yeah. is that an Erie County Supreme Court judge by the name of Dennis E. Ward has said, you know what? This should have never happened. As such, uh, you know, I'm going to reinstate this woman's pension and give her two full years back pay to make up for when she was terminated. Uh, is it justice? Of course, it's not justice. Does it go a long way towards acknowledging the fact that she took the absolute proper efforts, Dustin, and that this should have never happened to her? Absolutely. And what happened to her after she was uh, fired, terminated from her position on the force? You know, she had a hard time of it. Yeah. You know, reported she was uh, driving trucks and had to sometimes live in her car, all kind of shit just to make ends meet. And and listen, this is important, too. There's an affirmative step that came out of this case that I like, Dustin. Okay. Because now it's actually something I, th- I believe they're calling it Cariel's Law. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was approved by the city council, 8 to 1. Now, because of this woman and her example, Cariel's Law says that a on-duty police officer 
They have now an affirmative duty Mm -hmm. to intervene when a a fellow officer is using excessive force. Can't believe that had to be written into law, but um, that's great. I I have a little bit of confusion, though, because this shit went down in 2006, right? That's when she intervened. Mm -hmm. And they said she was awarded two years of back pay and her, her pension. It's, it's, it's the not math ain't math. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the math ain't math. Why? How did that fly? Is that the best they could do, Ebony? Two years of back pay? It's not the best. I'm not about to sit here and lie for them, Dustin. It's why not is the that? Best. Why is that even? Why is that okay? You know, it's not okay. 2006, not. we in 21. True. And for all we know, this woman could still be on the force, happily employed to this day. Still working. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's not justice, and she she knows it's not justice. She went on Don Lemon, and he asked her, um, is is if she felt vindicated. She said, I'm not vindicated until everyone's vindicated. So it listen. That's why. That's why. How did I start the segment? That's mm-hmm. why I said it's, it's not good news. Good. Yeah, just a little. It's, bit. it's just all right news. It's all right. Okay. Okay. It's okie know. doke news. Yeah. You know. Um. But it is a tragedy that. Like you said, this actually now has to be written into law. It's being uh, rectified in some form, partially, uh, what is this, 15 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's this judge with a really profound statement. He says this, Dustin, while the Eric Garners and the George Floyds of the world, they will never have a chance for a do-over. At least here there's some correction that can be done. The legal system can at the very least... Be the mechanism to help justice prevail, even if belatedly. Now, I hear your point, which is this still ain't justice. It's not. No, it's not. I think we have to be very careful, Dustin, with the way we use that word. Um, But what he does go on to say, the judge here, Dustin, one of the issues in all of these cases is the role of other officers at the scene. And particularly their complicity in failing to intervene to save the life of a person to whom such unreasonable physical force is being applied. See, that's the only part of it that really gives me any kind of um, halfway good news vibe. It's really not the fact that this woman is getting her pension. She should have been had that. It's not the fact that she's getting two year full back pay. Like you said, that should be multiple, multiple, multiple times more. It's the fact that at least now we have, and this kind of legal record is important, though, Dean. Mm -hmm. You have a a judge, a sitting judge, acknowledging that there should be an affirmative duty by an officer to intervene when your fellow colleague is sitting over here snuffing the life out of somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to just sit there. Mm -hmm. To sit there is to be liable. That part's important. After they've been taught to sit there huh. and to not intervene and to back the blue and all that other and shit that they talk. And that there will talk. be, yeah. um, what's the word? Um, repercussions. Well, so definitely going to be some re- yeah. repercussions. It's also going to be some um, retaliation. 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 Do, yeah. <laughs> Severe retaliation right. because she was living in her vehicle. Literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so come on. Right. This what? is a trained law enforcement officer and she's out here with odd jobs. And let's talk about a lawsuit for defamation where he right. won a $65,000 judgment against her. What are we going to do about that? I agree. And the sad thing is, legally, nothing can be done um, other than she could counter sue him, Mm -hmm. actually, for some defamation of her own. And and I think she would have a great chance of winning because now his ass has been uh, he's, quote, retired, which was under the the cloak of a dark ass, smoky ass cloud because he actually served four months in prison. And by the way, do you know how egregious? And consistent your poor behavior has to be, Dustin, to be a law enforcement officer and end up going to prison. At all. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, you got convicted and you didn't even get no probation. Yeah. They actually made you serve four months in jail. Yep. So you're a real piece of shit. Uh, Extra 
terrible fucking piece of shit. And these were federal civil rights charges from that arrest of those four black teenagers. Teenagers. So this, to me, she needs to seek appropriate counsel and figure out a way to clean all of this up. I agree. This is a mess, I think in addition to this pension and in addition to these measly two years of back pay, I believe... um, uh, officer Horn. uh, Carrie Horn. Mm-hmm. I believe she's in a great position to sue uh, this individual, mm-hmm. uh, Kibotkowski, whatever mm-hmm. the hell, and potentially the Buffalo De- Police Department. Absolutely. Um, for defamation, for slandering her name and her reputation, and 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 painting her to be the problem. Yeah. When in fact this woman is a hero. Absolutely. Um, I was watching um, the gentleman who was um, choked out and while handcuffed. He to this day, Dustin. Uh, says that he owes his very life mm-hmm. uh, to Officer Horn, and he damn sure does. Yeah, he's because like, if it wasn't for her, yeah. yeah. So this is a this right here to me. This just exposes you know a lot of things that require some attention and some action. So. Absolutely, and it and yeah. it goes to show that um, that whole protect the blue and the right. blue code of silence and shit, don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. Um, and that's why I do when I talk to black officers and, and I've had some really important conversations with them over the years, but very much so recently. Um, and, and listen, a lot of them are hip to the game, Dustin. Mm-hmm. They know that they can talk all that Blue Lives Matter bullshit all day and it's not black or white, it's blue. But when the shit hit the fan, they know that their black asses, mm-hmm. officers mm-hmm. they may be, will be the first ones out the door. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And that's and that's the truth. <sighs> that's the truth. All right, listen, y'all, we're going to take another quick, quick break, but we're going to come right back because we got a whole bunch to get into as we sit, the whole country, Dustin, waiting on the verdict. What will be the fate of Derek Chauvin? We got more holding court in a minute. All right, y'all, welcome back to holding court. Let's get straight to the shits. Um, y'all, we're all waiting. Are you nervous, Dustin? Very. I'm yeah. on pins and fucking knees. Even just when I was tossing to the break, knowing coming back to talk about this, I actually started to get some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think, especially knowing how many trials I've been a part of yeah. as an attorney, I've covered as a journalist, um, at some point you think you would get immune to it, but, um, you don't. You're still affected. Ebony. Totally affected. Yeah. Um, I want to start by saying this, uh, again, I, we have a, done a lot of coverage on this trial on holding court and it's been with, with intention, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of emotions going on rightfully so emotions we're still mourning the death of brother floyd yep we sure are um we're still in 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 collective uh grief with his family his daughter um just the whole community of minneapolis uh and the nation and the world there's that part of it then we have to sit and be vicariously triggered again by seeing the videotape of this man's death right in front of our very eyes then we have to hear the heartbreaking testimony that the prosecution started with of all of the witnesses that watched this man be killed. And that's from the clerk owner. Mm-hmm. That's from uh, just bystanders that felt they could have done more. They wish they would have done more. We heard many of them say that, Dustin. 44, right? Yeah. 44 people. 44, 44 accounts. Accounts Whew. of the very end, the last breaths, moments of George Floyd's life. Then you had to watch this fucking defense. And listen, I say this as a black woman who's also for many years been defense counsel. It is a fact. The Sixth Amendment of the Constitution does guarantee everyone has a right to counsel. Everyone has a right to a zealous defense. 
I will not take that even away from Derek Chauvin. But it doesn't make it any easier, Dustin, to sit there and listen to witness after so-called expert witness testify as to why George Floyd is responsible for his own death. Because that was essentially the theme of the defense's um, argument. And again, the reason why I didn't want to spend too much time on the the minutia of all of that, y'all, was because I I personally feel it can be unnecessarily emotionally uh, devastating in the sense that it doesn't necessarily get us a closer sense of understanding as to what's about to happen in this moment. So today is the day that we talk about what's going to happen in this moment, Dustin. So in this moment, we, 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 we're on what you call verdict watch. The witnesses have all testified, both lay and expert. We're going to get to the difference in a minute. Big difference. Big difference. The arguments have been made, both opening statements and closing arguments. Now we wait. And the one thing I will tell you that I know for sure, and it's not rocket science, but anybody that's ever practiced or been in a courtroom will tell you, you never fucking know what a jury will do. Mm-hmm. I don't care how open and shut it seems. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many videotapes. I don't care how many audio tapes. I don't care how much DNA. I don't care how many witnesses say the same thing a million times. You never can take for granted, Dustin, what a jury will do. It takes but one, but one juror to happen to decide as they lay out the facts that have been presented by both sides of the adversarial legal system in our country, that they decide to give more weight to one witness or one argument, a one tiny bit of fact than the other, and that will throw the whole verdict. So I don't want people assuming that a conviction is going to happen because... It's not imminent. (laughs) Yeah, because, well, we all saw the tape. And we know that even Chauvin's bosses and other law enforcement leaders said that his behavior was beyond the scope and inappropriate and uh, unnecessary force. Yeah, no one disputed that. It doesn't mean it's going to mean a conviction. Here's why. The single most important thing, and it really is only one important thing, and I don't mean to oversimplify, but I just got to tell you the truth. The cause of death of George Floyd is the only thing on trial here. No one is really litigating the fairness or the appropriateness of the use of force by Derek Chauvin. That's actually not on trial. It could look like it is. It's not. It's all for not, Dustin, because he could have had the most egregious, inappropriate, out of protocol, even illegal use of force. But if one of those jurors, just one, does not believe that George Floyd died of asphyxiation, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's over. So I want to go through, to me, the only people Uh. that really, 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 really are going to turn this case, and those are the medical experts, okay? Because that's really what's important here. When they're doing these deliberations, that's what they're going back and forth with in that juror room. Who do they find credible on the prosecutor's side? Yeah. And who do they find credible or not credible on the defense side? There has got to be a clear understanding and some kind of agreement between the jurors that they all feel 
that George Floyd died for the same reason. Mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat that. There has to be uniformity around why George Floyd died. If there is but one juror, Dustin, that does not feel convinced as to the reason George Floyd died, both being a homicide, an unlawful killing, and around asphyxiation related to the inability to breathe, right. which directly correlates to the actions of Derek Chauvin. If one juror doesn't buy that, it's done. Yep. It's a not guilty. Mm-hmm. Regardless as to the horrific, that same juror though, Dustin, and this is where the mind fuck is. The mind fuck is. That juror can wholeheartedly believe that Derek Chauvin is a piece of shit. A terrible officer who should be taken off the force because by testimony of his own leadership, his actions in the field as an officer were out of bounds. Yes. That juror can believe that with their whole being. But if if they don't also believe that George Floyd died singularly of asphyxiation and they don't allocate part of the reason George Floyd died to pre-existing health conditions, to potential drugs found in his system, fentanyl and methamphetamine in the knot. If they believe it's a combination of things that killed George Floyd, be prepared for a not guilty verdict. Yep. yep. And unfortunately, we're surrounded by people who are so hell-bent on being contrarian and just being obtuse of of what's sensible that they will do some shit like that on purpose just for the sake of doing it they're called trolls and And trolls sit on juries and i I sincerely hope they're not populating this jury yeah yeah and i sincerely hope they're not uh either but i i I can tell you i know for a fact they they do sit on juries um all right so there's uh three folks in particular i want to talk about now the first Dr. Andrew Baker. This was, I believe, actually in sequential order, the first real medical witness we heard from in the case. Uh, he was called first because by the prosecution, of course, because they went first in this trial. Dr. Andrew Baker, Hennepin County Medical Examiner. So he's in a real position of authority here, Dustin. He is responsible for okay. uh, identifying the cause of death on behalf of the county, right, the municipality. Um, and any contributing factors that led to George Floyd's death. He does so in that official capacity as medical examiner for the county. So that is the credibility in which he brings to his testimony. That's important. Now, Dr. Baker says that George Floyd died from cardiopulmonary arrest. Okay? Okay. And he also says that his death is a homicide. That's the most important part Mm -hmm. of his testimony, Dustin. He was killed unlawfully. Homicide. That's what that means. Um, He's been recently reappointed as chief medical examiner by the county's board of commissioners just over the summer uh, for a fifth term. So, again, longstanding. So this is outlining the fact that he is a believable witness with strong medical credentials, so much so that he's had five terms as the chief medical examiner. For this particular county. Okay. That's what he believes. Homicide. And again. Cardiopulmonary arrest. Relating to the heart. Let's move on. Next witness. Dr. Martin J. Tobin. Okay. Also witnessed by the prosecution. What you need to know about Tobin. 
Well, Tobin's interesting in his testimony, Dustin. He cites several factors that he felt could have made it difficult for George Floyd to breathe. Yes, Chavez's knee on the neck is one. But he also talks about the hardness of the street Mm. that George Floyd was compressed against. Mm -hmm. He talks about the fact that his head was turned a particular way. The fact that he, officers were lifting up on the handcuffs as they were behind George Floyd's back. And then, of course, the knee on his back. Now, I'm not really sure what the prosecutors were going for, frankly, by calling uh, Dr. Tobin. Mm -hmm. Because one could argue that when you start adding multiple layers as to the killing... It can be confusing for the yeah. jury. That would be how I would interpret that as an attorney. And like, it can also give yeah. the the defense something mm-hmm. to work off of. You know what I mean? That they may not have even considered previously. Correct. So you got to be careful with all that talking. <laughs> Sometimes that too much talking, <laughs> too much talking is now. a problem. Now, again, he was called to testify by the prosecutors to establish that it was Chauvin's actions and not George Floyd's alleged illegal drug use or his underlying health conditions that killed him. Right. But again, when you start talking about all these, quote, compounding, contributing factors, it was this and that mm-hmm. and that and that, shit could get lost. Yeah, distractions. Distraction. Now, he did say something that was, I think, very strong for the prosecution. He said this, Dustin. He said that even with all those other things I'm outlining, meaning the pre-existing health and the whatever, mm-hmm. a healthy person subjected to what Mr. Floyd was subjected to would have died as a result of what he was subjected to. Simply put, even if an individual did not have George Floyd's pre-existing health conditions, even if another person did not have any fentanyl or any methamphetamine or anything else in their system, Mm -hmm. just what he was exposed to by way of Chauvin's knee Mm-hmm. would have been enough to kill him. And that's all we need to hear right there. And that's the most important part of his testimony for the prosecution. For the prosecution. Um, now, as for his credibility, Dr. Tobin, he's a lung and critical care specialist. So that kind of gives him, he's not just a general medical examiner. Yeah. He's a specialist mm-hmm. in this area, Dustin, of lung and breathing health. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. So this notion of a l- lack of oxygen that's his sweet spot. So he's an expert. expert. He's an expert expert. He's okay. a, as, as doctors are experts, this motherfucker is an expert, expert doctor. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's Tobin. Okay. <sighs> now, I want to talk to you about somebody named Dr. David Fowler. Okay. Now, this is the medical expert put on by the defense. This is Chauvin's legal team. Now, who is he? He's the former chief medical examiner for Maryland. I'm going to tell you why he's former in a minute. It gets interesting. But that that was his credential. So kind of similar to uh, the first uh, the first doctor, Andrew Baker, we heard from on the prosecution. He's a former chief medical examiner for another county, Mm -hmm. uh, another state, even Maryland. He gets on the stand, Dustin, and he testifies that he doesn't feel that Dr. Baker should have even determined George Floyd's death to be a homicide. No, 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 no. Dr. Fowler says it really should have been undetermined. Why? All these contributing factors. Fowler says that, oh, well, you know, it was Floyd's heart disease that contributed to his death. Now, of course, that's in direct contradiction, D, with Dr. Baker, who said, no, 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 no. It was the direct cause of death, the asphyxiation, 
Chauvin's knee pressed into Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. That is a very clear statement made by the prosecutor's expert witness, Dr. Baker. So when Dr. Fowler, the defense expert, says, no, 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 not only is it not homicide, Mm -hmm. it should have been undetermined. It also was a heart disease contribution that makes it impossible to singularly pin the cause of death on Chauvin's knee. That was the point of his testimony. That's weak. And I'm not even a doctor or a lawyer, but that just means your <laughs> like ass don't know. He's a good ass. Yeah. yeah. Your, your ass just don't know how to get to the bottom of it. It may be unde- undecided or un. Uh, what did he say it was? Undetermined. It may be undetermined mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. because you're not equipped to deter- to make the determination. Right. But according to this expert who right. is a specialized in these areas. Yeah. And sitting on in that position yeah. for five terms. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that that's weak because... The state of Maryland must tend to agree with you because he just recently, Fowler's ass, uh, you know, been sued. Mm. Uh, no longer in the position of chief medical uh, examiner in there. there. Why? Well, because in 2018, there was a 19-year-old young man named Anton Black, and he died tragically in police custody as well, just like George Floyd. Well, a federal lawsuit filed in Baltimore alleges that the officers within the department kept their weight on Brother Black for several minutes, even after he was both identified as prone, that's a positioning, and handcuffed. Sound familiar? Well, it's interesting because the lawsuit alleges that Dr. Fowler, the same Dr. Fowler, that Oh, it's undetermined. And the contributing George Floyd uh, heart condition, that was really why he died. That same doctor, you know what he did? He intentionally, according to this lawsuit, covered up for the police, (laughs) ignoring evidence of asphyxiation and playing up other factors to support the police narrative. And they put this motherfucker on the stand. On the stand. Who? Okay. On the stand. Um... Now, I want to be clear, just, you know, so, so that we put all the facts out, the hearing as to uh, the, 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 the finality of this lawsuit accusing Dr. Fowler of this fucked up egregious behavior. Uh, it, it's not happened yet. The hearing is outstanding. Uh, but, your point, fire. but your point is, 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 is really the important one, Dustin, yeah. is that with this outstanding allegation of really perjury, and medical misconduct and all other kind of shit they're gonna throw the book at his ass with, I'm sure. You put this on this is the best witness you could find. This is the best doctor you could find to support your argument that George Floyd died because of his own pre existing health condition. Great point, because that means that no other doctors or people right. in that position to be qualified to offer. We have uh, taken that opi- position they, under they, oath. They, they wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't touch it. So you got a, a known accused Lying ass, making up shit to support the cops version of yeah. events. The and dregs of the professional medical society and community, right? Under shockingly similar circumstances, Dustin. You know, it's not like he's just accused of bad behavior. No, you're accused of this exact mm-hmm. wrong behavior, of lying about the, the police conduct that is accusedly uh, responsible for the taking of black life directly around the issues of asphyxiation. And, and and prohibiting a black man to breathe while in police custody. 
that needs to be talked about more and 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 put to the forefront of this conversation the credibility of of this of these doctor yeah. you know what so, i mean so that that's what i believe is being discussed in these deliberations. I sure as hell hope so. Because that's what the jury four person should be leading them to, Dustin. You know, don't get caught up in, you know, some of the more emotional testimonies. Um, not taking anything from those witnesses. They deserve to be able to say their piece. Mm-hmm. But what is really critical mm-hmm. is that, because there's so much narrative, mm-hmm. right? And, well, he had an enlarged heart. And, and, and a lot of people were talking about this, um, too, in the prosecutor's closing arguments. Jerry Blackwell, for the prosecution, said this. This is a quote, and it it, kind of went viral, Dustin. You all were told that George Floyd died because his heart was too big. (laughs) But the reason he died is because Chauvin's heart was too small. Talk it. Talk it. And it's a beautiful statement. And, you know, I think it gives, you know, small vibes of Matthew McConaughey's uh, closing arguments (laughs) in A Time to Kill. Close your eyes now. Imagine she was white. I still can't watch that movie to this day because I get angry. So upset. Yeah. No, it's it's ooh, I, it's a it's a lot. Mm. But listen, while I, I profound, wonderful story telling style statement for closing argument, this really don't have shit to do with the size of Derek Chauvin's heart e- either. No. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's well established throughout this trial and even before it um, that he is a heartless motherfucker. But it has to be about, and I think any effort, Dustin, that deviates from this exclusively being a determination as to what took the life of George Floyd is a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because what you do is you create an opportunity for this to happen. Mm -hmm. For a juror, especially that troll type Mm -hmm. that you speak of, which sadly it's all too common to say, well, listen, I think Derek Chauvin is a terrible officer. And I don't think he should be um, in the field. And I think what he did was wrong. But I still don't believe that George Floyd died because of it. What about the drugs? What about the fact that he, he already had an enlarged heart and heart trouble? That's really why he died. So Chauvin's terrible, but he's not a murderer. That becomes the rationale that is possible when you don't focus on what's really at the root of the legal issue here, the cause of George Floyd's death. And what we know, Dustin, and I'm going to be done with it, is that when given the opportunity, oh, so many of our white brothers and sisters always like to blame our death on us, on us. And essentially, that's what that would be. If there is no guilty verdict whatsoever, this will be this jury saying directly to me, George Floyd died because of issues that had to do with George Floyd. And it totally alleviates any responsibility, any accountability of Derek Chauvin. And if that's where they fall, you can forget about any convictions around these other officers that will stay in trial later this year. I wish you were on the legal team, Ebony. I'm glad you're not because I don't want you nowhere near all that craziness and bullshit that's attached Plus, to this. Plus, who would you kiki with? Right, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but I just yeah. wish that, if I'm being honest, yeah. you know, I wish that there was a little bit more vigor that I saw on behalf of the, the prosecution, right? right? I wish there was a little bit more, um, just, I wish they were a bit more spirited in their 
uh, prosecutorial efforts, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I think that that's lacking, and I think they're leaning on playing with playing into rather the emotions of of the jury and and making them feel like they have to do the right thing. When I want what you're talking about, laser focus down on the the key components of this information yes. that will will sufficiently get us a conviction. Yes, that's what we need to be focused on. We don't need to convince these people that, that he was a bad person. No, I don't give a fuck about all of that. And he what a terrible yeah fuck all that yeah i mean that's fine and dandy right but what but we're here to what, talk about is what killed george floyd right. if there's not consensus amongst the jurors around that point dustin this is a bunch of bullshit and they should be more aggressive i believe yeah. in in their presence in the in the courtroom in this trial i, I don't agree. like the passive nature of what i've seen I, I, and i think i see prosecutors do this a lot to be honest i think this is what happened um in the uh, george zimmerman case yeah where they just kind of assume and take for granted mm-hmm. That the emotional heartstring play mm-hmm. is going to prevail. That's not a, 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 a good strategy. Yeah, he's it's a not, monster. No. Well, guess what? He can be a monster all day and still not be responsible for this individual's death. And how many more indicators of the fact that people don't give a fuck about that do you Hello? need? No one cares about him being. That's why we're in the middle of a fight right. because not enough people care about it. Whether the or size not, of his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, not for unpopular, a, unpopular opinion. I'm not here for that part of the closing argument by Black Lives Get the fuck on. Yep. You know, we're talking about the size of his heart and what kind of person I'm he was. You, and that's irrelevant, actually, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. What is important, if I were the prosecutors on this case, I'm not kidding, I would have had no less than 10, mm-hmm. no less than 10 mm-hmm. expert medical witnesses from the actual uh, medical examination, uh, the actual medical examiner that took in George Floyd's body to all uh, local uh, people, to a specialist on heart, mm-hmm. a special, a specialist on toxicology, yes. a specialist on um, breathing and lungs and pulmonary. I would have had run them down because kneecaps, the jurors. Kneecaps, shit. Eyeballs. All kneecaps, of it. Everything involved. Neck, all of it. Hairlines, <laughs> tapers. Everything, everything that was touched. Sure, seriously, I have an though, expert on deck. Yes. So that the jurors would have an unescapable understanding. There it is. Of the fact that regardless of what we do or don't think of the character and behavior of Derek Chauvin, George Floyd was killed for one reason and one reason only, and it's undisputable. That is how they needed to go into closing uh, deliberations. I agree a thousand percent, and God be with this jury um, because. We just, I just hope they're focused. Right, on I was gonna say. I'm I hope not, somebody's I'm not talking about this, Ebony. That in they that don't room. get there. Yeah, and I'm not saying that this this um, deliberation will not lead to that conclusion. I'm simply saying that if it doesn't, I can anticipate why. Mm-hmm. Because there were gaps, mm-hmm. Dustin. Gaps. You know, this prosecution to me left open an opportunity to make an argument. That George Floyd died at the hands of George Floyd's own medical condition. Let me tell you something, Ebony. As high profile of a case as this is, um, the fact that the entire world was on pause when this took place and we all sat back and watched this and had an opinion on it and reacted in kind. These prosecutors and this legal team had such a huge job on their hands. But to me, they should have had an understanding of their assignment. Like we were talking about earlier, with this, this is, we've had so many opportunities where we've seen things go in, and have a, a less than favorable outcome. Right. Yep. And we've identified in each case, what could have been done differently. 
when you stepped into this case for Derek Chauvin, into this trial, you knew the world was watching. Yes. You know that this trial represents a shift. It should, though, or rather it could. represent and could yeah. Yeah. a pivot or a shift in, in, in a lot of things. Yeah. Y'all should have did the job, and I am disappointed. And I don't want to, you know, I don't even want to put yeah, that out I, there. I agree with you. We, but we don't I am know. disappointed. I'm disappointed already. We don't know how it's going to end. But I am telling you, for real, so for real. So I'd have been lighting their ass on fire. Yeah, you understand exactly. Me? With the facts. The facts. Get that emotional shit out of here. And I really think that a lot of prosecutors and defense teams, too, depending on, you know, which side of the trial you're on, they rely too heavily on that. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a CSI uh, era jury that we are dealing with. And a lot of them don't want to give a shit about uh, what people felt and what they thought. They want to know what the... With the credible experts, mm -hmm. Dustin, can verify. Mm -hmm. And if you hit them with 10 doctors, 10 medical experts that say homicide, 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 then it becomes very uh, difficult mm -hmm. to have one shady ass under investigation doctor on the defense talking about undetermined. Yeah. You should, I would have closed that gap yeah. completely versus six on this hand. Six in the other. Let's see what That's, we. Let's it's just see what not we effective. Think. It's not effective. One last question, yeah. Ebony. Do you think that people are? Because I know that these jurors are supposed to be away from it all, right? They are. They're 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 ordered to um, not engage in any media coverage whatsoever. Do you think that people are touching these jurors? Do you think somebody is tapping the shoulder, whispering in mm -hmm. the ear, lining a pocket? You know how this works. Ebony. I do. I so, do. So is that happening in this case? Because I see. There's a huge opportunity for it too. This me this this represents so many things for so many people. I, I just had a great conversation. Shout out to Fela before we started about the um, the uh, integration of the police union and their their uh, whole stake in all of this, right? So, do you think you know potentially that there could be some other things affecting the way that these jurors will vote, Ebony? I will tell you this, Dustin. Mm -hmm. My mama said, don't put nothing past nobody. Well, there, well then you, there you so, go. So, you know, that's what I kind of, listen, are, are they instructed to, literally every day after um, tr the trial work, the judge tells them, go home and don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, it's, it's, everybody got, the, the news is in your hand. You know, are people, are people popping up on Twitter and watching a little something here and there? Quite possibly, you know. And then one other thing, um, Maxine Waters, the congresswoman from California. Uh, she made some statements uh, in the wake of the closing arguments, mm -hmm. basically saying that if a not guilty verdict is returned, the protesters and people of the community mm -hmm. need to be in the streets even more so and make their voices and demands even more clear. That's essentially the gist of what Maxine Waters said. Yeah, and you know what they're trying to do with And they're trying to pervert that into, um, and, li li you know, here's the, the legal lens, right? You have uh, Chauvin's defense lawyer literally asking for a mistrial on that basis. Didn't they get, did they get thrown out? Thrown out, denied. Okay. But the judge did say something interesting, which was, I'm not going to give a mistrial because I don't think uh, that there's been enough prejudice uh, in the statements of Congresswoman Waters or uh, any of the other media coverage to warrant this jury being uh, unable to be impartial in their deliberations and in their verdict. Because that's the standard for a mistrial. So no on that shit. But maybe Congresswoman uh, Waters' comments will give you an issue for appeal. So I want to just address that because a lot of people have questions about that, Dustin. Mm -hmm. uh, technically, could it be an issue up for appeal? Uh 
potentially because you have to preserve those types of appeals at trial, which this lawyer has done by asking for the mistrial on the basis. Is it likely? Hell no. Because of what the judge has already said. Uh, No shade to Congresswoman Maxine Waters, great, great advocate for our people and community in California. However, she's one of many congresswomen. We got over 500 some people in the United States Congress. One individual congressperson, Dustin, does not have enough sway or power to have that much impact on the purview of these jurors Mm -hmm. as to overwhelm their sense of fairness Mm -hmm. or objectivity. And that is what would have to be believed for it to be successful on appeal. Okay. So I don't see an appealable issue. I don't think what Maxine Waters said was even that um, determinant of anything that's going to be that significant on this case. She really said something that was quite obvious, which is that if a not guilty verdict comes of this case, as we've seen in the cases of... Uh, Eric Garner, uh, George Zimmerman, Freddie Gray, all of these cases where uh, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, yeah, where so we expect names. justice and we don't, Breonna Taylor, we don't get it. Yes, you rightfully do see an uptick in the in the politics of protesting uh, and that visibility is powerful. Where was Maxine Waters when Jennifer Hudson lost American Idol? I'm just playing. I just wanted to lighten the mood. I'm just what? playing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fight you because first of all, bitch. I wanted Fantasia to. I wanted Fantasia to win. You're not about to sit up here on my motherfucking show. But they took my girl out too early. Okay, Okay. they took my girl out too early. But the point. Top three. No, she was like number seven. Oh, J. Hill was seven. Mm -hmm. Now she didn't make top three overall. Now you know the oh, though, of course, the of successful course. lot. Sure, that's another conversation that we need to have. Yeah, we, 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 we but I'm just I got to get the record straight. Oh, I forgot North Carolina. Yeah, I'm about to say building, you're not so, about you to know, do that you know, to Tasia you know, Barino. High point. Listen, you I, guys, I, I love high point. Go I love up for Tasia Barino. Please do not give me this. Oh my God! <laughs> I think we found our first point of disalignment right here, live on the TV show. Okay. <laughs> Jen- Jennifer got two Grammys. Fantasia got one. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? I just want to say. And Jennifer also has an Oscar that she did not deserve. Uh, but she, uh, you, oh, see now, Effie, we all got pain. Okay? That was some She bullshit. said that. She did that. Listen, if Jennifer Holiday don't. Okay, you know what? It's we need to stop. Now, you we know? need to stop. But, but, uh, um, but okay, so seriously, all jokes aside. Okay. Miss me with the Maxine Waters conversation. They they took issue with her using oh, the word yeah. confrontational. I think if if you're not going to identify Donald Trump and his cronies as responsible exactly. for the insurrection, exactly. kiss my ass and keep Maxine Waters' name out, out your, your mouth. mouth. Listen, it was it was a uh, they tried it. They really tried. They it. tried it. Like, it was really. weak. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'm not like always some big Nancy Pelosi fan, but she hit the nail on the head with this yeah. one. She said she should not apologize. She said what she meant. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of and it. And that's that. And that's that. I'm with you when you're right, Nancy. All right. So listen, D, you know, we're going to sit here with the rest of the country and the world with bated breath, with prayer of, of optimism and hope, um, but with an understanding, a realistic, honest understanding that you never know what a jury will do. You never know why a jury uh, will, will come back with the verdict that they ultimately deliver. And I just want us to have some level of... of in, in, Emotional, but also intellectual preparation, Dustin, as to why we might see what we might see. Yes. Um, And and I I wish for guilty. I really do. And I wish for guilty in a way that doesn't get overturned on appeal. Me too. Um, 
I wish for legal teams that are taking into consideration where we are in this timeline yes. and what's happened previously and using that to motiv- motivate them to, I guess, be uh, moved to action. Move to action. Have a little bit more stimulate. <laughs> Have like, a little more focus. Yeah. That's, like, that's what I think that's what really, to me, I want people to start taking away from, especially these uh, police uh, killing and brutality cases. Uh, I think if we've learned nothing, the, the emotional arguments... Uh, they're ineffective. Yeah, they're not successful, Dustin. They don't work. They they work in in on cable news. Yeah, you know that's where they work. Mm-hmm. They work on they work on CNN. They work on Fox News on either side. They work on MSNBC. Well, but we in the courtroom. But we're in the courtroom, and you have to understand the instructions that these jurors are receiving from the judge. Yeah, and the judge is always being extremely clear. You have to prove each and every element mm-hmm. of the case. And the most important element in this case right here is what actually killed George Floyd. And if there's not clear understanding, consensus and belief, singularly, Dustin, Mm -hmm. around the fact that George Floyd was killed for one reason and one reason only, the deliberate, erroneous, illegal actions of Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck. If there's any ambiguity, any outstanding question, any if and or but maybe and this or that. That is how you get a verdict that America cannot live with. And then we're going to leave it for today. Listen, y'all, it's a lot. Uh, Take care of yourselves. I know everyone's saying that, but I'm very serious. Um, Mm -hmm. If you need to watch this shit in doses, do that. Mm -hmm. If you need to disengage and turn off notifications from your phone, do Do that. that. Um, But um, but stay prayed up. And and you guys, listen, know that uh, none of these individual outcomes uh, are going to be determinative of our station Mm -hmm. in this society as a free uh, black people. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep pushing regardless, even if there's a conviction here. That doesn't change everything Mm -hmm. overnight. We have to absolutely stay visible, stay potent, and um, stay about the work. I'm going to leave y'all with that today. So listen, y'all, thank you for listening. Uh, Follow us uh, on all the platforms. Y'all listen, subscribe, give us a review. Uh, many of y'all out here trying to be co-producers and listen I'm here for it <laughs> you know let us know what kind of topics you guys want to see what things you want to get attention to help us get the word out of course about Holding Court Holding Court comes to you as always from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio audio comes always from One of One Productions yes. they're the best y'all yes, truly check are. them out oneofoneproductions.com and as always y'all uh, join us next week Court will be back in session and in the meantime stay safe um i know a lot of y'all getting vaccinated we see it we love it uh, still stay masked up though because that's important and keep the faith and, and dustin what do you always want the people to remember read your terms and read your conditions please y'all please please be informed in this moment trina said that especially. don't grow to be a dumb hoe that's a no-no so you need to be informed read your terms and conditions i gotta leave that show that's it thank you